Hey everyone, this is Caleb, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to spend a few minutes today here with me on the Learner's Corner podcast. We are continuing as I look back through 2021 and share some of the things that I've learned throughout this entire year, some of the best things that I've learned from as well. And any ideas or resources that you hear from in this episode, I would encourage you to go check out the show notes to continue to learn from those things as well. I would love for you, if you have ideas of topics or guests that you would love us to talk with in 2022, please reach out to me, learnerscornerpodcast at gmail.com. Or if there's anything that you're just super excited about that you're learning about, I would love to hear from you as well. There's two core ideas, two core beliefs that drive a lot of what we do here in the podcast. The first one is this, is that we want to create a safe place to have difficult conversations. And the second thing is this, is that we believe that we can learn from anyone and from everyone and from anything and from everything, regardless of whether or not we agree with them on everything. And so, as I mentioned today, we're looking back on 2021 and all the things that I've learned from. So let's continue that now. One of the things that I spent a ton of time learning about in 2021, very much to my surprise, is this idea of story and learning what makes a great story and and focusing more on like not only like the the analysis of great story, but even just spending more time appreciating stories. And for me, really the thing that led me down this path initially is the book, uh, and this, this might sound, uh, a little, you know, a little weird or a little off is the book, the problem of Jesus by Mark Clark. And in it, he has, uh, he has this section he has, or it's a, I think it's a chapter on Jesus being a storyteller. And he talks about all the different ways of which Jesus talked about stories and, uh, and in that, he he mentions uh, this framework from this book called The Seven Basic Plots, and he goes through all of the different stories that, uh, well, let me back up and say that he, he basically, you know, talks about this book from Christopher Booker called The Seven Basic Plots, and Booker's kind of theory is that all great stories can be traced back to these seven basic plots. Now, I'm going to get into uh, the the seven basic plots here in just a second, but I want to spend a, a just a minute or maybe more than a minute talking about just stories and the impact of stories. See, Mark has these two great, well, there's a lot of great quotes in the book. I love, uh, I love the book. And in fact, uh, Mark was on the podcast earlier this year as well, but Mark has uh, these two quotes about story that really stand out to me. The first is this, is that the path that quoting him is that is the power of stories. They don't spoon feed us information or allow us to remain passive observers. They invite us indeed force us to become active participants. And in so doing, they capture the one part of us. Nothing else can 
our imaginations, which, almost above all else, need capturing and reorientation when shaping our lives. And the other quote is this, is that there is nothing more persuasive than art and stories. And really, it got me thinking about, okay, why why is that? And, you know, this is just kind of like the big idea that I thought about with it is that, you know, stories are able to speak to the familiar in a new way. And they're also able to speak to the new in a familiar way as well, because we recognize them. And I think uh, Mark would probably say, and of course, uh, Christopher Booker would say, well, that's because they're based on the seven basic plots. And the plots are so familiar, and maybe they're told in a, a new context, or in, in some cases, some of the, the plots are combined as well. So let me let me kind of unpack and talk about some of these uh, these plots, and then um, I'll give you some examples, uh, not some modern examples and some examples, you know, over the past uh, few decades or so. The first basic plot is called Overcoming the Monster. And it's described by Booker like this. Peace and tranquility are disturbed by a power of some sort that needs to be confronted. So a community is saved from evil and put back to rights. Characters must overcome a power to reach their goals. Sometimes that power is supernatural and external. But sometimes it takes the form of the monster Within, in other words, you know, sometimes this monster is, you know, the big bad, you know, boogeyman or an actual monster, and sometimes it is the the darkness within, the evil within, the um, the 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 wrong desires inside of the monster, um, inside us all. And some of the stories that I thought of that I think do a really good job of. Uh, talking about this, and some of them are my favorite, and some of them are just, uh, like, I'll give you an example. Frankenstein is a great example of the actual monster within. Um, but two two more that really stood out to me. One would be uh, The Walking Dead. You know, whether, and if you're not um, familiar with it, it's, you know, about a zombie apocalypse that happens. And, you know, quickly... Uh, what you find in the show and in the comic is that, you know, sometimes people are just as, or are as just as dangerous as the zombies. And, you know, the zombies are kind of the external threat that they have to overcome. But, you know, through, through the story, you learned that people could be just as dangerous in that. And, you know, we see great examples of that. Uh, if you're familiar with the show and like the governor or, or Negan, as well, or uh, or in the TV show, um, particularly would be Shane, and uh, and sometimes uh, and sometimes Rick, and sometimes like our own our own heroes as well. And the other one that I thought of is uh, is the video game franchise The Last of Us, which is a pretty similar premise as well about uh, a zombie apocalypse as well. But that's uh, th- that's one of my favorite uh, video game franchises that. Um, is out there and they're making it into a TV show on HBO. And so looking forward to that as well. The second plot is rags to riches. And what Booker has to say about that is that this is when the poor protagonist acquires uh, a thing, requires such a thing as power or wealth. And before, uh, before they end up losing it all. 
and then they end up gaining it back only uh only after they have gained or stumbled upon or gro- or experienced personal growth in them and some of the things that i thought is uh is the story aladdin in that of you know he becomes the the powerful prince and then it's taken away from him and then uh, eventually gains it back another uh movie that i thought of is spider-man homecoming and if you're familiar with the story you know uh peter gains this new suit this new um power from tony stark who has given it to him and because he ends up um be not being uh exceptionally responsible with it the the powerful suit the the arm i don't want to say armor um but the enhanced tony stark uh spider-man suit which is given to him tony takes it away and says that he'll get it back whenever he is uh whenever he has learned to be a hero without the suit. And, you know, what happens is that Peter encounters uh, the villain, the uh, has encountered the villain, the vulture in that. And he ends up taking it, uh, taking him on without the power of a suit. Another TV show that I loved this year, which, uh, which made me think about it is, is the queen's gambit. And, you know, uh, it's, it's about this character named Beth Harmon, who is played by Anna Taylor joy who does an incredible job in it. And kind of the premise behind it is that she is an orphan who discovers how to play chess. And she quickly becomes, you know, a a prodigy and is beating people left and right, uh, in, in chess and quickly advancing to, to chess stardom. However, uh, the, the stardom that comes with it ends up taking, uh, a price on her because of the the privileges and stuff that she ends up gaining and she ends up um you know just as just as the story says losing losing everything losing a lot of it and she has to build her way back up through it the next story or the next plot is the quest and this is where the protagonist goes to a strange land and after overcoming the threats it poses returns with experience and along the way there is a priceless treasure worth any effort to achieve, but also many obstacles and temptations. And for me, one of, uh, one of the big things that I thought of with, uh, really there's, there's, there's a lot, um, in this, but one of the franchises that I thought of is Indiana Jones. You know, Indy is constantly looking for some ancient artifact or ancient treasure as well. Um, I mean, I just as I was thinking about it, the National Treasure uh, film franchise is another great example of these, and uh, and the Lord of the Rings as well. And we'll get into uh, the Lord of the Rings, you know, a little bit later as well. Um, but there is a, uh, as I mentioned, there's there's this quest, there's this thing that they're after. They're usually traveling to another land with that, which isn't too dissimilar from the next one, the next basic plot, which is Voyage and Return. And this is where the protagonist leaves their normal experience to enter an alien world returning after what amounts to a thrilling escape. And Star Star Wars comes to mind with this and in several instances, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe uh, from the Chronicles of Narnia also stands out as another one of these. I feel like, um, particularly the quest and the, and the voyage and return are, um, like they, they, 
they can remind me a lot of like the big, and not that it's always this, uh, but also um, I would say, you know, overcoming the monster. Like I think of like summer blockbusters. Like I feel like that is kind of like a lot of the stereotypical um, films that tend to fall into that. Uh, and then there's the comedy. And this is where, uh, this is a story wherein the conflict becomes more and more confusing until at last it is made plain and we're able to see it in a single clarifying event. The, relu- uh, the resolution of some conflict is made, paving the way for reconciliation and celebration. This is where the main character discovers that he or she is meant to pair off with their other half. And before this realization, they seem lost and incomplete, that there is division, separation, or loss. But in the end, they are reunited. That families are reunited. And what's lost is found. Another key uh, concept or idea found in this is irony. And a couple of things that really stood out to me, there are a couple of, couple of stories that come to mind is one, The Princess Bride, if you're familiar with that instant classic. Um, some more familiar ones, I thought of Knives Out as well, which uh, which if you haven't seen that, it's a little bit of a, um, uh, it's, it is a, it's a murder mystery. And, you know, it, it seems to get confusing and you're not understanding what, what in the world is going on here. And then at the end, in the final, you know, uh, in the final, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so, everything is made clear. And then the other one that I thought of, and of course, you know, I already gave one MCU example and I'm going to give another one is WandaVision. You know, everybody, whenever it debuted in uh, 2021, I think everyone was trying to figure out what in the world was going on in this TV land that was happening. And, you know, we were constantly trying to figure out, and it seemed like left, like almost at the end of almost every single episode, it felt like it was getting more and more confusing. Okay, what's going on? We think we might understand, and then we don't understand, and then something new is added. And then at the end, it is finally explained, and we finally figure out what is happening. So that's the comedy. The next one is the tragedy. And this story contains a major character with one major character flaw or a great mistake, which is ultimately their undoing. Their unfortunate end evokes pity at their folly in the fall of a fundamentally good character. Now, one of one of the stories that they list in the book uh, is Romeo and Juliet for this, but I thought of something much more uh, recent, which came out in the last couple of months, and it's the show Midnight Mass. And this is probably one of my favorite shows of the year, if not my favorite show that came out. And I love the, the commentary of, of faith dialogue that happens in it. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, here's, here's kind of the premise for it on an isolated Island community or an isolated Island community experiences, miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Now, this movie, or this movie, this TV show could be classified as, uh, you know, a scary TV show or, or a horror TV show. Um, I I would probably label it as a a dramatic uh, thriller in that there are, there are, like, there are a couple of jump scares in it. However, it is incredible. I love this TV show. And I, I won't give the spoilers, um, but it is very much a tragedy in that. And you'll have to find out why. Now, let me let me tell you the the last story type in there. And this is re- the rebirth. 
And this is where the protagonist suddenly finds a new reason for living. During the course of, of the story, an important event forces the main character to change their ways, often making them a better person. Now, a couple of things that I uh, thought about with this, again, another uh, classic example of this is A Christmas Carol with Scrooge. And after he's visited by the the ghost of Christmas past, or not, it's not just the ghost of Christmas past, but past, present, and future. And after those visits, he experiences a radical change in him. Um, and then a couple other ones that I thought of is... Um, is the book series called Red Rising, and especially in the in the first trilogy of it, the main character um, has uh, has a very traumatic event happen. Uh, one, it's not. I was gonna say, I was thinking of one example in it, but really all throughout the book, the theme of rebirth happens in it of of him. Um, and I again, I don't want to spoil it too way, but if you know, you know. And Ben, if you if Ben, my brother, is listening. You definitely know as well. And then the other thing that I thought of is, um, and I'm, of course, I'm going to throw X-Men comics in here. And I thought of it in two instances, one with Jean Grey in the 1970s with becoming Phoenix, becoming the, the hero Phoenix and her literally. Um, and I know, and if you're, if you're an X-Men fan, I know the retcon and all that stuff, uh, but literally Jean Grey dying and then being reborn as Phoenix. And then also, um, and, and gaining uh, incredible new power from there and finding a, a, a new, um, finding a new purpose in there. And that's really where, uh, the character of Jean Grey takes a, a very different turn, um, for, for the better as well. And then also I thought of, uh, the most recent relaunch of house of X and powers of 10 with Jonathan Hickman to where, um, Resurrection has just become a part, a new part of mutants as well. And that has just become a new way of being. And not only that, but the X-Men have taken a, a different approach as well to, to the world. And so those are, those are some of the examples. As I, as I mentioned, this, this idea of story has really got me interested in really thinking about it. Um, but here's, here's what I will say. And this is, what is uh, both challenge is is very challenging to me is that uh, and Mark Clark does an incredible job of talking about this and you know the problem of Jesus is that when you look back on Jesus Jesus was constantly telling stories and Mark does an incredible job of threading or showing us you know how he used each of these plots now the seven basic plots was written after Jesus but the thing is that that is the great thing about universal truths is that they last regardless like they're there regardless of whether or not we have discovered them or not. And so Jesus does a great way or Jesus Mark does a great way of showing uh, how Jesus uses each of those story types in the parables that he tells. And the thing that is challenging to me is that Jesus was constantly telling stories. He was constantly using uh, stories to communicate truths to people, to communicate new new instances of reality, you know, and especially the kingdom of God. And it just makes me look at my own life and look at like just the church in general and go, okay, how good are we at telling stories? And that's what has been challenging 
to me. And that's what's led me to, you know, to kind of be more intentional about uh, like going through the stories and pointing out and pointing, pointing out what I've learned through the stories and intentional in consuming stories as well and be and trying to be more intentional about uh about the stories that I'm that I'm listening to that I'm reading that I'm that I'm watching and trying to pay attention to the truths that they're communicating and using that to engage into deeper and better con- or deeper and maybe better conversations as well with other people and so that's currently what I'm working on I I'm working on another project uh, to specifically engage in in this types of stories that is separate from the learner's corner. And so that's one of the big things that I was thinking about in 2021. Whatever resources or uh, ideas that you heard from this episode today, I would encourage you to check out the show notes to continue to learn more about those things. Also, if you have an idea or someone that you would love for us to talk to in 2022, please reach out to me at learnerscornerpodcast at gmail.com. And I do want to say thank you to Garrett Oler for doing the editing on this podcast. And thank you to Sam Massey for providing the music for this podcast as well. Thank you for listening to this episode. That's all that I have for you today. My name is Caleb Mason. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing.